When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The short, easy, kind of lazy answer to this question is, wow, no. But there's more to it. There's definitely more to it. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. The question, the question is whether or not these Pirates or even the Pirates of the near-term future have someone who is ace material. Now, I'm one of those people who cringes at the mere usage of the term. I believe that there are no more than seven or eight pitchers across the scope of Major League Baseball who are aces. Now, everyone's going to define that differently. Mine happens to be that you're in a position to get your team 200 innings, take the ball every fifth day, basically be a horse. And to be a horse in the majors is to be pretty close to dominant. There aren't many of those guys. I mean, you're talking about your Max Scherzer types, the real rarities, the Justin Verlanders. There's so few of them. They're so precious, and they're also, by the way, so expensive that it's inconceivable to me that the Pirates could end up with this type of pitcher in this type of economic system. However, however, if this system remains unchanged, there's also the reality that you can have this type of pitcher for at least the first handful of years of that individual's career. Case in point, you draft Garrett Cole. A lot of people don't know this, but once you bring a player to the majors, that's when their service time clock starts ticking. Not before that. Once you bring them. So you could, theoretically, slow them down a little bit, you know, through their development Uh, Make sure that every T is crossed and every I is dotted. Take a little longer than they might like. Definitely longer than their agent might like. And you get them into a uniform. 
and you've got them for five, six years. As they get closer to free agency, you can consider trading them. Make sure your GM is not Neil Huntington so you don't get completely hosed when you send Garrett Cole to the Astros for a whole lot of next to nothing. And you got an ace for a while. And you can do kind of what the Tampa Bay Rays do when they have a Blake Snell. As someone reaches maximum trade value, you can move them then. You don't have to wait the full five or six years. But within a greater reality here, what's way more likely is that the Pirates would have to find eh, their own definition of what constitutes an ace and be a little bit more realistic about it. I think I might have a guy, but you got to promise not to laugh. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. JT Brubaker is exactly no one's idea of an ace. Let me get that out of the way right up front. You can go old school stats, new school stats, any school stats, and he will not meet any definition of ace. This past season, he went 5-13 with a 5.36 ERA, gave up 28 home runs, most of those in a second-half barrage that was just merciless at times. Three, four a game. And yet, there's something about this dude that has me holding faith in him, which is not exactly my thing when it comes to pitching and the Pirates and definitely not my thing for pitchers operating under Oscar Marine, who makes nobody better. But JT's made of a of a different cloth. I happen to believe that. And over his last three seasons of professional ball, he's had to take an unusual path to get where he is. For anybody who doesn't remember... JT was shut down in 2019. This was under the previous management out of concerns for his elbow. They got a little lucky, and he didn't need surgery, but he still needed to be shut down for almost the entire season. And I remember being around Huntington on the Sunday morning at PNC Park when he shared that news. Didn't really know that much about JT at the time, but you could see in Huntington's face that he was legit disappointed. Like this was really, really hard thing for him to have to share. 
that tells you how much they thought of how good he was going to be or could have been for that team in 2019. He was not going to stay in the minors. They really, really liked him. So then the pandemic hits, 2020, everybody's shortened. 2021 was really the first chance that JT had to get back on the mound and show that he could do it, show that he could stay healthy, show that he could be out there. And as it turned out, he led the Pirates in innings with 124 and a third. And he started off really well for anybody with a memory that long. It took a while for those home runs to start creeping into his repertoire. And once they did, they were really odd. Like, he would pitch, not extremely well, but at least very... mm, I'm probably taking it too far. He pitched well enough to win most of his late-season starts, except for the home runs. And with some of those, it was legitimately guys just getting hold of a good pitch. Not always, but sometimes. And when I would ask either JT himself or Derek Shelton after the game what was off, what misfired, it was usually just a simple matter of command within the zone, but he'd end up paying the ultimate price for that mistake. To me, that's that's the flukier part than the rest. Overall, he still ended up with a 1.29 whip for the year. That's walks and hits per inning pitched. That's not bad for a starting pitcher. That's not someone who's getting tagged, and that's not someone who's lost command either, whether it's inside the zone or out of the zone. He ended up with 38 walks in 124 innings. That's not bad to go against 129 strikeouts. This guy's a pretty good pitcher. And yeah, I know, I see. He's 28 years old, and you would think to yourself, well, this is pretty much a formed product. He is who he is, except that the storyline along the way tells you that he's not. It tells you that he's not. He's a he's a guy who just had to basically spend three years, 2019, 2020, and 2021, dealing with issues that had nothing to do with throwing a baseball. Now, to the ace thing, yeah, that's taking it way too far. I said that up front. I'm going to repeat it now. But it, he could be, at least as I see it, something of a Joe Musgrove-type leader for this rotation. Musgrove ended up being the leader of the clubhouse. I don't know if that's Brubaker but I could see him being a guy that some of the younger pitchers on the staff, some of the the more formative talents like a Miguel Yahure, like a Rowanzi Contreras, maybe even Mitch Keller to an extent could kind of lean on once Brubaker starts having the sustained success that I fully expect that he will. This is why I'm a JT guy. I really am. And I will remain that until proven otherwise. When we come back, just one question.
it's time for just one question, and today's comes from John Gurchowski, who asks, I am desperately searching for the exact quote, but I believe it was Bryce Harper who said that if all else fails, Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association could renew their existing contract for one year. Is this true? I wish I had the quote to back this up. You don't need the quote, John. It's completely true. Um, It's always true. And it does occasionally happen, and it has happened in baseball, where the owners and the players realize they're up against it. They'd rather not miss the season. They do have differences. They'd rather settle them at some point down the road. And they say, well, let's just do another year like this. Last thing we want after the pandemic and all the other time missed, such as what I was describing in the opening segment with J.C. Brubaker, is to miss even more time. I mean, look at it just from Brubaker's standpoint, if you can. The last thing he'd be in favor of is, oh yeah, let's just have less baseball, because I haven't missed enough already. So sure, they can do that. They could just say, forget it, we'll kick the can down the road, we'll get to it when we get to it. But I don't believe that'll be the case, I really don't. The owners, and remember, they're the ones running this, quite literally. The owners are of the mind that this is their chance, that this is their time to set things straight. Now, the funny part about this is that the players see the same thing. That's how far apart they are. The players feel that they've been wronged now in watching salaries, particularly their middle-class salaries, decline for six consecutive years, and they see this as an opportunity for a correction from their perspective. This, my friends, is rare air in labor, where each side really feels like this is the chance to push back. This isn't just about a disagreement. This isn't about uh, one side having everything go their way and then the other wanting to just hold on. They're both indignant. Who will bend? Who will break if it comes to that? We're going to see that over time, but John, no, I do not envision any scenario in which February rolls around and they just say, eh, whatever, whatever. Hey, everybody, let's just shake. We'll uh, we'll do this next year. Okay, cool. No chance. No chance. Bryce Harper might be in favor of that, though. (laughs) Bryce Harper's the one and the perfect example of someone who has benefited from what's happened over the last five or six years, which is that, quite literally, the richest in baseball have gotten richer, and the ones in the middle, and particularly the ones at the bottom end, have gotten poorer. That's that's what you'd expect to hear from a Harper, from a Clayton Kershaw, from those guys that are making the gazillions of dollars each year. They'd much rather just come back 
and operate within the same system. And then next year, they can just say the same thing. Not going to happen, John. It's just not going to happen. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. Let's do another one tomorrow. <laughs>